It's my great honor, guys, to be back here with Jacob Edgar as we're going to talk about episode six, the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. First off, how are we doing, Jake? You just mentioned to me that you uh, started your day off right doing what? Oh, you know, I just took a shower. My uh, brother, sister-in-law, and first nephew, they got me a uh, box set of Dr. Squatch uh, Star Wars-themed soap, and I uh, lathered myself up with uh, Obi-Wan right there. As it should be. This guy prepares every morning when we do these podcasts the right way. (laughs) Starting his day out right with some Obi-Wan soap. Got a got a good scent of thyme leaves, some uh, some type of clay, and uh, hope. And hope. Oh man, that's inspiring. I was gonna say, like, is that what we think Obi Wan smells like? Is is clay and what was the first thing you said? Something leaves. Uh, I think it's thyme leaves. Thyme <laughs> leaves. Is that what Obi Wan smells like? He could, especially during his uh, his time on uh, Tatooine. Yeah, you're right. He might smell a lot like clay. That's that's probably a good call. Um, but hope that <laughs> that, that the touch of hope got me there, because uh, we know rebellions are built on hope. Um, but yeah, we are here today, guys. Episode six of Kenobi dropped last Wednesday. I think I'm gonna release this one this wednesday that's the first time i think i can get it out myself um so a week later we've given it four or five days to stew in our head how many times have you watched this jake because i have watched a certain scene at least 45 times 45 times okay it, it's I, uh, up there, just on repeat personally i i've only had the opportunity to uh watch it twice all the way through um on top of that's more than me all the way through uh, on top of you know like tiktoks and everything um uh watched it twice what i i think i said to you the original time eight out of ten second time watching it through you know i'm gonna nine nine and a half out of ten for me okay all right um i'm gonna i'm gonna start off this by saying i'm not i'm not gonna criticize this episode at all today i'm not gonna go there in this podcast i've been very critical the last five episodes so today we're focusing on the good and i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 all right would would you like me to put in the criticism here yes you i will let you go for it and then we're gonna we're gonna be like obi-wan and we're gonna have some hope um and we're gonna go all good things so go ahead and criticize i won't say anything okay uh so the reason i am not giving it a, a 10 out of 10 um uh the the main reason all the Riva scenes uh i have said almost uh every episode i think i just haven't been big on her this entire show uh i think she had potential uh, especially um what was it episode three after she killed the grand inquisitor uh i was starting to see some potential there um but killed uh yeah um but you know i just i could have done without the scenes i don't think they really added anything to this episode um or really the entire show uh and then it 
there there was one um you know we've said in episodes past uh some of the writing choices uh just haven't been uh haven't been great um in the beginning of this episode uh where obi-wan says that he's going to uh take a ship and go leia's little freak out you know it was it was on par for a uh a 10 year old to have a little tantrum about that but i just i i just it it kind of annoyed me in all honesty all right all right i i'm not gonna agree or disagree with you because you you know i already texted you what i agree with you about on that one but yeah. i'm I'm going to be positive this this entire podcast. And uh, first off, you mentioned the Reva scenes. I'd like to point out the positives in that. Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen are absolute savages. Oh, absolutely. They they should be put in Mortal Kombat right now because they kick some ass in that scene. Yeah, um, you can put uh, if they joined the rebellion before they uh, before they died in A New Hope. Uh, uh, Aunt Beru would just be General Beru. In all honesty, for the way she handled herself when Owen told her. She had a mean right hook, too, on Reba there. Bam, right on the dome. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, where did that come from? And not to mention her calling out Owen for the fact that Obi-Wan just wasn't there to help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder whose fault that is. Yeah, that was a good scene. She was, She's a savage. Um, <laughs> it makes me wonder, because we obviously see them get roasted in episode four. Like, the stormtroopers had to have surprised them and the Imperials had to surprise them because they put up a fight in this episode knowing they were coming. And then all of a sudden we see them roasted in episode four. Like, I feel like they could hold their own against the stormtroopers if they knew they were coming. I, I would agree with that. Um, Obviously they were older too in episode four, but yeah, no, I would, I would agree if they had, you know, some warning like they did in this episode, I feel like they could put up, somewhat of a fight you know the the numbers game might outmatch him there but uh uh i agree yeah i yeah brew brew and owen i will say owen was one of the better better characters that we really didn't get to see much of in this show altogether from uh, season one or episode one to episode six he wasn't in it a lot but i think his his acting and his his uh his role was well played um so i enjoyed him and then we obviously see after the fact, we saw Obi-Wan meet Luke for the first time. Uh, we get the little hello there line, the classic line, and that's all we get. Um, I, think this, I think this plays really well with kind of Luke in episode four knowing of a Ben Kenobi, um, but never really heard, hearing of an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so I think that, that fits in really well with A New Hope. Um, and it was cool to see him, uh, Obi-Wan, like the joy on his face, just meeting him finally, you know? Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, that was an on-par move by, uh, uh, by Uncle Owen there, allowing him to finally meet Luke. And we knew somehow after episode one where he gives him the starship and then Owen returns the starship, the little toy one, that he was <laughs> eventually going to end up with it because it's in episode four. So we right. kind of knew that this was coming, um, unless Obi just dropped in and Owen finally gave in. But I was glad to see that they, they met for a very, very short period of time there. I agree. And it, um, I think, should, 
should the rumors you have seen be true that we do get a second season of Kenobi? Um, first of all, wouldn't be mad about it. Uh, uh, but uh, I think it would... Uh, I think that's just what any any interaction between Luke and Obi-Wan before uh, before episode four um, should be is just, oh, hello there. And just, you know, just seeing seeing him every now and again, maybe like out in the market. Those were, yeah, those were his, his first words to him now at a young age. And those were the first words that uh, he says in A New Hope to R2-D2, right? Oh, hello there. Yeah. Um, so I think that comes full circle. Um, the other thing that comes full circle, and I'm going to raise my hand right now. You can't see it on here if you're listening to this, but I'm raising my hand. I was wrong about a couple of things in the past couple episodes. I didn't have any faith that Qui-Gon Jinn was going to show up. Qui-Gon Jinn showed up for a very short period of time. Oh, very short period of time. <laughs> but they proved me wrong. They, they, they did it. They finally gave it to us. Liam Neeson himself was there. Um, I think it was cool coming out after the episode that Liam Neeson was like, yeah, no one else is playing Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, I'm not letting that happen. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought I, that was phenomenal. Um, I think that, if anything, sets up for a season two more than anything else is now Obi-Wan has the legit training next up. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think uh, to your point of, Liam Neeson coming out and saying that no one else is playing Qui-Gon. I, um, I think I saw a TikTok after the episode aired. Uh, he, he was, he, he, it was, it was a couple of clips snipped together, but it started off with him on like a zoom interview with someone. Uh, and he was saying that, uh, uh he wasn't, gonna play a live action Liam Neeson ever again so you weren't gonna see him dress up again and then they obviously they kept that under wraps pretty well there which uh which I was happy about uh and then the second part and uh, uh spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it but something you said last episode I don't know why you're listening if you haven't watched the episode yet um uh the second clip was uh i don't recall what the actor's name is that played emperor palpatine but even he said that you weren't going to see him uh dressed up as palpatine after uh after rise of uh rise of skywalker there and we got both of them we got yeah. both of them in hologram four um even though it was less than a minute for each they at least dressed up yeah. yeah. Hours of work for a 30 second clip. Yeah. Yeah. But they were both powerful moments. We got to see both of them. Um, have, have you seen the meme coming out where they, they put Qui-Gon with like an umbrella and like a, a rubber duck and it looks like he's just on the beach and it's super funny. Um, I'll send you that picture. It, it made me laugh when I saw it. I was like, that's hilarious. Looks a little like he's literally just having a beach day. Um, but uh, yeah, I was wrong about that. Um, Second thing I'll raise my hand for I was wrong about is I didn't think we were going to get a Kenobi and Obi-Wan fight scene again. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought the show was going to let me down again like it had the first few episodes, but it didn't. Um, and that's the bulk of this, this episode right here. We'll get into that. 
because uh, this, you uh you said Kenobi and Obi Wan fight. Uh, Kenobi, Kenobi and Vader. Vader. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, Kenobi and Obi Wan. He was fighting himself there for the first three episodes, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. So uh, yeah, Kenobi and Vader. Excuse me. Kenobi and Vader. Uh, this was the bulk of the episode. This is this is the scene that I have watched forty five times on loop. I wish it could have been longer. I wish there could have been more because it was so damn satisfying. Absolutely. See this fight scene. The dialogue was 20 out of 10. They, they put in references from Revenge of the Sith. They put in references from Rebels. They put in references from Return of the Jedi. It was everything just mixed into one 10 minute period of simply joy, of simply sadness. It made me cry one time. It was every emotion I could think of. It all hit me. No, it was, uh, I believe in our last episode, you had said, um, uh, you, you thought the escape scene uh, there would have uh, would have hit the canon of... Um, their meeting in New Hope with what Vader says there. Uh, and while I agreed it could have, I just wouldn't have been satisfied if that's what they actually decided to do. I wouldn't have either, but I just thought that was going to be it. Yeah, but I am beyond thrilled with uh, what they did for us there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And you dissect it? What? Would you like to dissect the oh, Yeah, let's let's dissect this. So obviously, Obi-Wan escape goes on the escape pod out of the ship that the Empire is chasing. Um, he turns left, invaders straight up like, uh, yeah, we're following that one little ship. Grand Inquisitor's like, uh, we should probably hunt the rebels. Invaders squashes that immediately. Phenomenal. I don't know why the Inquisitor's back talking Vader. I feel like he should have just stabbed him in the other stomach there. But uh, Vader's like, no, we're following Kenobi. Um, Kenobi goes to Little Moon. Vader's like, no, nah, I got this, guys. Let me take him alone, which is what we were hoping for. I would have been okay, too, if, like, the Inquisitors came with him and Obi-Wan just diced up the Inquisitors real quick, and yeah. then it was Vader and him one-on-one. But one-on-one Vader and Obi's fine. Um, and that's when we get the Revenge of the Sith line. Like, Obi starts it. I'll do what I must. Yeah. And we're like, whoa. And then it goes Vader. to Rebels. Yeah. And Vader, Vader didn't give him the line back, but that's okay. It's okay. He didn't remember it clearly. Obi Wan <laughs> remembered. Um, maybe he lost a little bit of memory in the in 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 the fire. I don't know. I mean, you, you got burned alive. I don't think you would remember everything. Yeah, he, I mean, he should, but he's Anakin Skywalker. Um, yeah, that, that that was the start of it, and then the duel began. I I think we saw some of the the most similar choreography we've seen to the Episode Three battle on Mustafar in this scene than we've seen anywhere close to it in anything else. Um, just just the, the combat, the, uh, the saber flinging and the uh, twirling, like it's the closest thing we've seen to the battle on those far. Right, it, it's definitely, um, I like your wording here, close to, because uh, I don't think anything's ever gonna top uh, that fight. It, I mean, maybe maybe one day we'll get something that'll that'll at least be equal to it um but this is this is definitely uh I, well i don't think you can 
find a better word other than close to just because uh, you got Obi-Wan finally being classic Obi-Wan here. Uh, and, but instead of, um, instead of Vader matching with the, uh, with the flashy moves, as you were saying, he was just all power, all, all strength in his uh, lightsaber strikes. And I, I think that uh, was just beautifully portrayed. Yeah, it was. And I think that's the difference in what Anakin was to what Vader is now is Vader doesn't have the capability of being the flashy Jedi with the the mobility and the Tom Brady pliability that we always hear. I don't think he has the capability because now he is, as as Obi-Wan says in episode four, he's more machine than man. So I don't think he has the the capability of being as agile and as quick and as, uh, as just mobile. Or as you said, he's literally power, he's strength, he's going to full force come at you with one hand. We finally saw him grip it with two hands there, and I was like, oh, shit, well, Obi's, Obi's gone. Like, he's just going to do much brute force. Um, but yeah, that, that's what Vader is. The scene where Obi tries to pull the rocks down and Vader just catches it with one hand. And what, what was the line? He's like, oh, your strength is re- returned, but you, still have, but you still have weakness and just shoves the rocks away. Like, your, uh, your strength is returned but your weakness remains and that will uh that will be uh your downfall or something like that and he just like flicks the entire rock pile that obi-wan was just struggling to move it was like wow like that's just powerhouse um and then he freaking goes hulk smash on us uh, he hulk smashed the ground with the force yeah i thought that was phenomenal i was like yeah. I, we've never seen anything like that um puts obi-wan in a hole in a hole literally we get the scene of him having the high ground the opposite high ground i wish they would have said it they didn't that's okay that's okay um (laughs) and then vader goes to town he just tosses rocks on him tosses boulders um we knew that wasn't going to be the ending Uh, we we absolutely knew that he wasn't just going to be trapped under rocks and that was that then i think the moment the flashback started hitting obi-wan of, of leia um of luke yeah you got the voiceovers of uh of anakin hayden christensen vader yeah um i think that moment man it really showed like the prequels to the the originals of the entire the entire storyline it's it's obi-wan and the skywalker family like it was a culmination of all of them and how much love obi-wan had for that family and that's what literally like brought him strength he's like this this is my family and like this is my doing and he just flung the rocks out all the voices leia luke vader padme everybody like he loves that family and and like he got his strength back from that yeah, and it um, I think it kind of proves too uh, just how basically the Jedi Order uh, tarnished uh, love, uh, the idea of love and everything. Um, and uh, while while the dark side never embraced it either, um, it uh, I think it just showed that 
there was another avenue for strength there to be pulled. It's almost like uh, like the, the Jedi rule of you can't have attachments and that attachments will be your undoing and all that, which in a sense it kind of was for Anakin. It also can be used the opposite way as a strength because like right. Obi-Wan clearly, he, he, he was Anakin's brother he didn't, and Padme and him were good friends and obviously he, he now cares for the children as as much as he can obviously he doesn't know them extremely well but he knows what they're capable of becoming and like to me that's that's obi-wan's attachments is the skywalker family and he uses that opposite of anakin to strengthen his his will and his light side beliefs and i think that's just something that jedi never never tapped into and didn't believe to tap into um because of the anakin side of it where they could where it could be their undoing so I think that's that was one of the coolest scenes here in all the voices, seeing all the flashbacks. Um, I don't think I didn't think coming into this that we would see anything, anything like that with with Obi Wan having such a relationship with Leia that it would it would mean as much to him as it does. Where I know he had that relationship with Anakin, he really doesn't know Luke yet, but like the relationship with Leia just like was so solidified in this show. That yep. it makes me want want them to like meet when they're older. Um, and the one criticism I'll have is is like when when Luke sees Vader kill Obi Wan in Episode Four, and he like gasps and is like no, and starts shooting. Like I wish that Leia did the same now and then because she also cared for Obi Wan like that. Right. Um, it almost makes me wish that they they could just like redo that scene and like Leia is upset now too. Because I know she cares for him too. Um, right. That obviously that's not going to change. That was just something I thought about. I'm like, man, I, both of them just like care so much for Obi Wan, and they really don't know it yet. Like they don't, they don't have that connection as a brother sister. Right. Yeah. And I, well, I think too. Um, I'm. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at just when all these things were done like it wasn't uh we don't know uh, unless we ever you know talk to george lucas here uh uh what his plans were for uh uh leia and obi-wan um as far as if because obviously he did the original trilogy he did the prequels maybe he started brainstorming like some ways for the uh the in between uh revenge of the sith and the new hope for uh a way to connect um connect further uh the relationship between leia and obi-wan more than uh the fact that him and bail organa were uh were friends there um but uh, I, I got to think, too, we don't, I don't think she ever saw Vader slice through Obi-Wan in A New Hope, but I would have to go back and watch. Yes, yeah, so she was just running out there, and, and she, her and Han were the ones that were, like, yelling at Luke, like, come on, come on, we got to go, and all that. Um, but I also don't. If I'm thinking about it right now, um, she obviously, 
not sure if she knew Obi-Wan was with them originally. Like they were, they were saying, I hope the old man got the tractor beam down all that, but like, I don't know if they ever said his name. So would she know that, that they're with, that he's with them or, or was that, uh, does she know no, that Luke, Luke there? Said, uh, Luke said that, um, we got your Ben's transmission or something like that. Uh, no, um, I, I believe when he opens her cell door in the Death Star, um, Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. And he's, he mentions Ben Kenobi. Uh, oh, that's right. And then Ben, she's like, Ben Kenobi's here? Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So see, in my head, I had that right the first time, whereas she would know he's there. Does she see him actually get cut down? I don't know. But either way, now that, that means more to me now that she would care if he just got sliced through. Yeah. But, you know, that's just me thinking ahead, thinking back what they could have done. Obviously, like you said, I don't think they knew they were ever going to go this far with with the writing and the storytelling and uh, the connections between the two. Um, so you can't you can't plan 40 years in advance on stuff like this when you're just making it up as you go, right? Yeah. But, yeah, that, that leads us leads us back. We went on a whole rabbit hole there, which is fine. That's great. Um, to Obi-Wan jumping out, force jumping out of the hole sneaking up on vader vader senses it and bam um th this is the scene honestly that, that gets me so choked up is is obi-wan finally overpowers vader um he's throwing that he has that freaking obi-wan jesus moment when he's firing rocks at him my only criticism i i thought the pose was stupid oh but... come on come on my only criticism about the fight is, and you you knew I didn't like the pose, but I loved it. I loved it. Oh, he just both arms out, rocks in the air, flinging them at him. Ah, yeah, that was great. Uh, Vader finally gets out of the rock throwing, comes back, getting to do all the freaking butt of the lightsabers up against the chest plate, starts breaking it. He he does a quick little move, slices him across the back. And then the one, the final, if you go back and watch the scene where he freaking leaps off the rock, so cool. Just like one leap and literally just one toss across the face. Oh, yeah, it's so good. So good. And I, that's where we see the Rebels moment. We see the cracked, the cracked, uh, the mask, which is identical, other than it being the opposite side to Ahsoka scene in Rebels, yeah. which... I haven't heard many complaints, but the complaints I've heard about that is they weren't original with it. And I was like, bro, get out. Like, I don't care that they did that they once already. They were completely original with it. It was on the other, other side of the back. I do not even care if they, they copied that. That was phenomenally done live action. Mm -hmm. And having it be Obi-Wan one side, Ahsoka the other, like that is... That's Anakin's family. Like that is the two that you would want it to happen to. And then you get a it, what was that TikTok I sent you? Luke taking the entire helmet off and uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep, the Master, the Apprentice, slicing one and one, and then the son taking it full off. Um, oh, but man, how powerful was it to see Hayden Christensen under that mask? Oh, I love it. The voice. The voice changer going in and out. So we hear Hayden, we hear Vader, we hear Hayden. Oh, how good was that? That that was I, I think that was the 
I didn't cry uh, during this fight scene, um, but if I had to pick one moment where I did get pretty emotional, it would have been that scene right there. Man, when when Kenobi's just like says Anakin and he's he starts tearing up and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and Vader comes back with the you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. Like, bro, I I teared up a bit and I started crying a little bit. I was like, man, how do they do? How do they play with my emotions so well just to get me going like this? But it happened. That's the scene I've been watching over and over again. And then you have the scene where he's walking away and, and his, his ending line, goodbye, Darth. Like, how great was that? That was pretty good. I like that. Because instead of uh, at that point, he he truly believed that there wasn't an ounce of Anakin left in that body. And uh, I, at that point, he admitted to himself basically yeah there's there's no saving him he's he's fully gone now and it plays so well into it the, the new hope talk with luke about his father um how we mentioned vader killed his father yep he's more machine than man like all of that was taken into account when they were writing this this scene and it just tied in so so perfectly the the screams that Anakin, the Hayden Christensen invader did of when Obi-Wan was leaving, just the Obi-Wan, so good. Yeah. Like, I don't know of another character of any movie, any TV show that can have two of the most badass villains just screaming your name like Vader and Maul do to Kenobi. There is nobody else. Yeah, no, that, I would agree. I would agree. Obi-Wan's in a class of his own, really. But, I mean, you can say that about a lot of Jedi, but, or, yeah. honestly. But uh, I agree. I can't think of anyone that would drive people to be so passionate about just how much they hate him, really. Um, and I, I did... Uh, I. I know the timer just clicked on here, but I quick quick side note. I, I saw a TikTok. Um I guess in comics, uh uh Legends comics, um Vader and Maul do meet and fight. Um because they're arguably two of the most powerful uh Sith ever. Um and there there was a line that got to me uh uh, there um it just makes me kind of want to find a comic somewhere um but it uh they were fighting and uh maul said uh uh what could drive you to have so much more hatred than i do and uh vader said uh or who who could drive you to have this much hatred or something as Vader started to overpower Maul in the fight. And uh, Vader's line in the comic was uh, hatred for myself. Really? And that I, I feel like, yeah, that, that was kind of equally as powerful as just the lines in, in the show for me. 
hatred of myself. And the thing is, in my head, like Maul knows who Vader is. Like Maul, Maul knows that this is Anakin from from the last episode of the Clone Wars. Like he knows this is Sidious's apprentice. Yep. Um, man, oh, hatred of myself. That's good. Yeah. Like you can see it even in this episode that that those lines where he's just like you, you didn't fail. Like I, I was the one who killed Anakin Skywalker. Like you can tell that he like regrets it, but doesn't regret it. Yep. Like he wishes he could overcome it, but he's like fully into it now. Where he's like, nah, like I killed him. Yep. Anakin's no longer. But like, there's in my head, there's like, man, there's the good, there's the bad. And they even did it with the lighting of the lightsabers, like the when he was talking originally, the blue lightsaber over the face of, of Hayden Christensen. And then once he starts, I will destroy you. The red goes back, the eyes dilate. Yep. Just so well shot, such good dialogue. I agree. It's phenomenal. It's one of the things I love about movies and shows, uh, especially with decisions like this, is just uh, the visuals can play so much, uh, so much into the mood and uh, feelings as uh, as dialogue and just uh, like action choices. All right, though, now that it's over, we're going to give our ranking for the show as a whole. As a whole. As a All whole. Right. And rank it on the scale of, of, of out of 10 stars, but also list the shows Mando, Boba, Obi. What, what would you have those rankings? Out of those three shows, I would, I would do uh, – call it a seven and a half out of ten um mando first obi-wan and then boba i flipped script completely i really did I, you know i didn't like the first few episodes but obi-wan mando two boba three the last two episodes made up for so much bad that was in the first four and more nine out of ten for the obi show all right the the amount of good that was in these last two wiped clean everything else just wiped it out like it, it hit it the emotions hit and it, it did it all for me it did all these two episodes was what i was hoping the entire season was gonna be like yeah um honestly i'm kind of glad they made us wait i'm not but i am uh, yeah. well i i mean at a certain point, you give that much, you you give the same energy for the last two episodes for all six episodes. I feel like at a certain point in the middle, we'd be like, yeah, okay, like, this is this is the same thing that we've been seeing. And granted, I know it's Star Wars; we love it either way. I don't know. I think I'd be hyped all six. Yeah, like if they gave the same treatment of these last two episodes of Vader and Obi to the Inquisitors in the first like four, where they were more prominent like different characters being this badass like i feel okay. like they could have done something different all right i agree with that okay I'll, I'll take it back um also one more inquisitor thing here if you watch the beginning of this uh scene where the inquisitor walks up onto the the imperial shuttle or the imperial star destroyer with vader they have the the scene where vader's walking out to a shuttle and then it pans to um 
the moon or the planet that Obi-Wan's on and the Grand Inquisitor's head, it looks like there's two moons because the Inquisitor's head's a massive circle. This is something to go back and look at. <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'll go back and watch that, let you know. I noticed it last night. I was like, oh my God, there's two moons again. And it was the Inquisitor's head. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, oh no. Uh, I mean, you know, they had to make his head like that for combat. All that combat that he was he was in. What a what a job he did. Uh, uh, yeah, no no neg no negatives. That was just a, that was just something I found funny. Um, but yeah, that I'm sad we won't get another one this Wednesday. I'm excited for uh, Andor coming out in August. It's not going to be anywhere near the level of these last two episodes in my head, um, just because the characters aren't as massive in the universe. Yeah, but, uh, I'm so excited for it. Yeah. I'll, uh, I don't really have excitement for it, but I mean, I'll still watch it. I'll still talk about it with you. You know that. That one might not be an episode by episode just because, you know, I'm not sure what to expect in that one. But uh, we'll definitely do something on that one. I love talking Star Wars, as, as you know. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing you can look forward to this week, July 1st. Uh, yeah, the, the final two episodes of Stranger Things come out. Wait, it's only two episodes? I believe, it, I thought it was part two is just like the last two episodes, but they're like movie, uh, movie-like oh, episodes. I didn't know that. Oh, all right. Either way, I'm excited for it, but... Uh, I, could, I could be completely wrong. I can look it up and text you. Hoping it's like another seven episodes or something like that, but... You know, whatever. My boy Vecna is going to get it from 11. Uh, yeah that'll, that'll do it here guys um we were enthralled with this last episode we, we loved the show we loved the, the whole season we loved you guys are along with us on this journey of us just talking it out um one one final criticism before we sign off here go for it where the fuck is the funeral for Wade? it's Was it's it gotta right? happen in andor it has to right it's coming um <laughs> Greatest character on the planet. Rest in peace. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Obi's down at the bottom now. They forgot the most critical part. Uh, Wade's funeral. Uh, we better get a backstory show or something. Like, this guy was important. So, uh, hauling this sewage around, doing his thing. Uh, all right. We'll end it on that. R.I.P. Wade.